Hey, 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 everybody. Nice to have you on board. Welcome to the ATAR Notes podcast. My name's Nick. I work full-time for ATAR Notes, and I'm here with Alex. Alex, introduce yourself. G'day, guys. My name is Alex. I'm 20 years old. I'm a uni student. So today, Nick and I, we're going to be talking about a really uh, important topic. We're going to be talking about test attitude. Test attitude. So it's coming to that time of year, you know, tests are building up. You're starting to get a bit more on your plate and uh, your commitments at school are uh, starting to build up. Whether or not you're in year 10, year 11, year 12, it doesn't matter. It's starting to get busy. And so, Nick, what's your experience uh, in having a good test attitude? Do you think that's something that's important? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Honestly, I think it's one of the most important things. So, obviously, you have to be prepared for your tests academically, but I think you also have to be prepared kind of mentally. Um, So, you need a good mindset going into the test to perform well, and you also need a good, resilient mindset after the test. Um, and, and, And you might hear that and think, oh, what's he talking about? Like, why do you need it? after the test the reason is feedback on your tests is so important to improving and doing well preparing yourself for the end of your exams Um, and there's a big difference between types of feedback as well so the two main types you might get quantitative feedback which is numbers Um, so you might get at 85% or you might lose three marks and typically that feedback isn't that useful Um, On the other hand, you have qualitative feedback, which is typically more useful. So things that your teachers are kind of telling you that you're doing well or things that you need to improve on. And that's what you should be focusing on. And the reason that we're bringing it up in this way is that it's really, really easy, Alex, to focus on the quantitative feedback, which is not something that you want to do. It's something that I did. It's a trap that I fell into. um, And I used to think, oh, no. I got you know 90% instead of 95% or I dropped 50 marks instead of 40. It um, doesn't matter what the actual marks were. I was never really happy unless I got uh, 100%. You see, you see that a lot, don't you, as well, that um, students focus on the numbers only because that's what is the easiest to kind of digest at first glance. But I think all the numbers might be good and well for calculating scores and whatnot, but the way you're going to improve after you finish a test isn't by looking at the numbers and thinking oh I'm going to get a higher one next time Mm. it's actually taking on board the feedback that you're given looking at where you went wrong looking at why you went wrong and then trying to improve on that because that's what makes the numbers different next time yeah it's so important that's a great point it's kind of it's kind of that thing where your teacher's handing back your test and it might have feedback all over it, but the first thing you do is flip to the back. Yeah, everybody to see what goes straight is. to the number. Everybody's most concerned about the numbers, which is understandable um, and, and totally fine initially, but make sure you do take heed um, of what your teachers are actually telling you. They're telling you how to improve. They're the ones who will be marking your, ne- your next test. Um, just give them what they want. Play the game. Um, they're telling you what they want give them what they want Um, and that's why test attitude is so important like you're saying being able to improve at the end of the year which is ultimately um, what happens is super super crucial Um, and and if you think about it the end of your exam is kind of like game day it is Um, it's 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 kind of like um, having a grand final or a really really big sporting event all year 
you're training for that sporting event. Um, and Alex, if you, you don't prepare for those tests during the year, then do you think you'll do well on the end of your exam? Absolutely not. You know what? I've I feel like it's it's if you're training for footy and and you just mess around all year and then like you said you have the big grand final at the end of the day. Well, if you've just been having fun all training sessions, you're not going to be ready. So the the whatever they are, sacks, tests, anything, they all they all build up to one thing. That's what they're there for. They're to prepare you mentally for what game day is going to be. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think as a result, you need to train well. You do. You have to train your mind um, to be in the zone, in the kind of assessment zone. Um, you need to train yourself to be well prepared. And a good way to do that is to have some kind of routine. Uh, so if you think about the end of your exam and what you'll do for that exam, you'll probably want to be prepared before you walk in. So you might have all of your stationery in a little plastic bag. You might have your drink bottle without a label and stuff like that. Why not do that for your tests? Exactly. Um, You might as well kind of prepare yourself in such a way that it just becomes routine uh, because after you do something so many times, Alex, it's pretty natural to do it well. Exactly, and it helps, I think, with nerves as well. If you mm. find that you're the type of student that gets a bit worried when you're in a test or an exam and you feel like it's a bit overwhelming and the exam anxiety gets to you, then having a kind of routine that you know you can fall back on at the start of the exam, at the end of the exam, then that really helps you put you in the right mindset, I reckon. Yeah, it's good these days as well because, um, not not sure if you know, but back in the day, year 12 assessment was essentially 100% on the end of your exam. So it was really, really brutal. Um, you could have you know done perfectly well throughout the year, smashed all the content, been really confident, and then got into the exam, had a bit of a cold, just had an off day or whatever didn't do as well as you thought you would have. And that's not really a, a true reflection of how hard you've worked through the year, how, how well you've known the content and stuff. These days you have all these training sessions which actually count toward your end of your score. And that's an amazing position to be in. So do not waste them. Um, treat each test as if it's the end of your exam. And, and what I mean by that is not you know, work yourself up about them or like get too anxious or whatever, but just treat them seriously um, and try to engage in that routine that you'd actually use in the end of your exam. Yeah, I agree, absolutely. So how important do you think those tests are really then in, in the end of, at the end of the day? Yeah, I, I think it does um, kind of get blown out of proportion a little bit. Um, through the year, your tests are important. So for year 12, obviously, they do have some impact, but they're not the be-all and end-all. It's not the case that um, if you perform uh, like poorly through the year, you can't um, you can't end up with a decent score. That's definitely not the case at all. Um, the end of your exams are probably the most crucial element of your year 12 assessment, not necessarily uh, the kind of dotted assessments throughout the year. They are important and that's why you should treat them seriously. Um, 
but it's not the case the they're the be all and end all um yeah that's something that, that you should definitely keep in mind as well that's so true nick and you know what as well sometimes you do have to play to a little bit of a strategy like you mm. would if you're training for footy you need to have um some tactics behind you and if that means sometimes you have to prioritize some tests over the other then that might be necessary uh, for example let's just say you have two two tests coming up one's a huge one for English it's worth 30% of your mark the other one's for maths and it's 5% mm-hmm. obviously it's it can be a good idea to put more eggs in the English basket mm-hmm. if it's worth more and if you think it's more valuable for your time then go ahead and do it and a lot of students kind of uh, tend to neglect they try and put all their eggs in one basket because they get nervous they don't know what they're going to do and they think oh, I can't possibly prepare for everything I've got too much on my plate and really I think it's about having some good time management skills so that you can put aside and think hey tonight I need to spend one hour doing English and then I'll spend 15 minutes going over the mats again for example yeah it's a great idea um, and it seems fairly intuitive that if something is worth more then you pay it proportionally more attention but I think a lot of students wouldn't actually do that um, they probably see a test as a test and obviously you, you want to do as well in each test as possible but if it comes to the point where you can only invest so much time or so much effort you should be prioritizing your tests um, in terms of what matters most so if that means that you're doing an accelerated subject for example doing a year 12 subject in year 11 that should be your focus because ultimately it accounts toward your ATAR. Your year 11 subjects are important and you should um, you know, focus on them to a degree but if you have a choice between a year 11 subject and a year 12 subject focus on the year 12 subjects every day of the week twice on Sundays even if you don't like the subject as much even if you're not as good at it maybe you, especially if you're not as good at it that should Definitely. always be your focus and something that you keep in mind um, as you kind of develop your your year 12 strategy you're listening to the ATAR notes podcast so we're talking a lot about being prepared and you know investing time in the right places but we haven't actually talked about what we should do to prepare for tests and what the best test preparation tools are. I think for the large part, it kind of depends on the subject a lot of the time um, and you'll have to find what works. What's your experience with that, Nick? Yeah, there's one particular strategy that I've invested a lot of time into over the years. It's something that I've practically always done, um, but I hadn't really thought about it too much until fairly recently. Um, Basically what it is, is if you have a test coming up, say you have a test in 10 days hypothetically, I always, always, always try to be fully prepared two days earlier than the test is. Oh, I reckon you've talked about this before with me. It's the, it's the N plus or minus two, isn't it? That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's the N plus or minus two rule. Um, basically what that is, is if you have something coming up, you take two units of time away and that's when you need to be ready for it. So 10 days for test, be ready in eight and be fully ready, fully, fully ready. So be prepared to uh, be able to walk into the exam room on that day in, in, in eight days time and smash it, have all the content down pat and so on. 
Um, easier said than done but if you do do that consistently then you'll be in in an amazing position Um, and it's a huge advantage having time on your side is the number one thing that you want when you're in uh, high school huge advantage yeah Uh, I I mean if nothing else it gives you a buffer period exactly so if anything does go wrong which hopefully it doesn't but if it does then you've got time to fix the situation you have a little bit of time on your side and stress levels will be way down as well exactly Uh, having those contingencies is so important because like you said you never know what life's going to throw at you uh, when you're in year 12 or when you're in high school in, gen- in general you have to be able to account for things that you don't quite expect to occur yeah that's it uh, and the other half of that n plus or minus 2 rule is if you're estimating how long something will take you add an additional two units of time onto that estimation. Um, So if you think writing an essay will take you two hours, give yourself four hours. the things always take longer than they seem. There are always hiccups. Your referencing will go haywire. You'll have um, to do the dishes. <laughs> exactly. You have to do the dishes. You'll lose motivation. You'll get bored and go to the fridge and open the fridge and realize there's nothing there and then go back to work and then get bored again. So go, go back, back to, to the, the fridge. fridge in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The number um, of times I've done that. <laughs> so N plus or minus two rule is one of my biggest pieces of advice. Uh, it's, it's a really simple thing, but it gets you into a good mindset instead of always being prepared early to the point that through high school from probably year 10 or, or, or maybe year 11 onward and through my entire four years of uni I never not even once submitted an assignment late um, or even on the day that it was due the latest I ever submitted anything was the day before it was due which is probably crazy to a lot of people um, because they tend to you know cram um, and and get super stressed but honestly I've, I've, I've been pretty chill um, about assessments and stuff and a large part of that is due to the fact that I just start them early I finish them early yeah exactly it's not necessarily that you're doing more work per se it's not just you're doing it at the right time exactly and that way you don't have to deal with the high stress levels the cramming cramming is a terrible idea and we all do it we all do it don't we <laughs> we do yeah um, but like if you think about it cramming is also bad for your actual results so obviously bad for stress because you broke yourself up you've only got finite time left but also bad for results because the quality of your work won't be as good if you try to teach yourself material 20 minutes before a test it won't be in your memory as well as something which is being consolidated in long-term memory from a week ago um, so really there are no benefits of cramming there are heaps of benefits of doing the work early which is a super um, super obvious thing to say but one that needs to be emphasized because basically nobody does it and it blows my mind start early finish early and you'll be happy everything will be sweet there'll be rainbows in the sky <laughs> people will have lollipops there'll be kittens around it'll just be a blissful experience for all involved um, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there for today I think um, the idea here just about covered everything yeah absolutely there are some main ideas um, 
I think really important is the idea of treating tests and sacks and everything like the real deal and having a good routine going into it, using the feedback you've been given from your teachers. Feedback's a huge one, yeah. Um, make sure you don't get caught up in what people call the numbers game. Really easy to do and if you do get caught in that cycle, it can be pretty vicious. Um, so you start you know, doing your research about your scaling or your, your moderation and you start getting in way too deep. Yeah, you know what, you end up spending mean. more time looking at the numbers than you are studying and yep. that's, that's lunacy. 100% and, and, and the interesting thing with the numbers too is that getting an 85 on a test, it doesn't mean that you actually got 85 exactly. Yeah. Um, so due to the scaling, due to the rankings, due to the way that different teachers um, mark tests, 85 is a subjective measure. It's not an objective trait, um, and therefore you can't uh, you can't really judge it, even from test to test. That's so true. I think uh, the takeaway there is that. Um High school is it's, it's an individual race. It's it's even as a marathon that you're running by yourself, and it's very easy to get caught up in the numbers, as Nick was explaining. And it's also very easy to kind of fall into the trap of thinking about other people's numbers. And that's really something you have to learn to let go of because you only have control over your own marks, not other people's. So focus on improving what you can, what's in your control. Yeah. That's a lovely place to finish. So hope you all have a lovely rest of the day and see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. For more podcast goodness and free resources, hit up atarnotes.com.